This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update. Today, we're talking with Dr. Aletha Maybank, AMA's Chief Health Equity Officer in New York, about the release of AMA's strategic plan to embed racial justice and advance health equity. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Uh, Dr. Maybank, this strategic plan, it's big news for the AMA. And I wanted to start with uh, the first question as, you know, why is it so important for the AMA to do this work and lead this effort? Hi, Todd. Uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Good to be back on, on the show. Uh, and congratulations to all the success you've had on the updates uh, over the year. Um, yes, this is a big deal for AMA. It's a big deal, I think, for medicine as well. Um, because of AMA's influence. Um, you know, this is a really important part in, of our mission, you know, the, the, to promote the art and science of medicine and the betterment of public health. And we're very critical, understand, like, know that we have to embed equity in order to really properly do that and really to achieve that. Uh, and so what this plan really does is, in great depth, kind of get us to the point of how do we really build on the work and the evidence that has already been out there as it relates to equity, and then put forward some strategies. But I think what we do, I think really uniquely in this document is help bring people along. Um, the reality is not everybody understands really what the terms of equity means and many of the concepts around them. And so I think we did a really good job at you know, breaking them down um, so that when people got to the point of the document, it is 80 pages long, it's long, um, but when people got to the point of the strategies, they were all on the same page, hopefully, you know, and really understood why we were moving in the direction that we were. We were uh, talking right before we started shooting this this morning about, you know, a year ago, you and I were just starting to do some of these conversations around COVID-19. And that's when we really started to see the data, uh, you know, show really clearly um, that there was a, an issue of inequity in COVID-19. And, you know, my question to you is about timing, the question about, you know, why now? Why is the time right for a plan like this now? Did COVID-19 kind of, you know, fuel that? Or were there other circumstances that kind of helped bring this all together? No, it wasn't only COVID-19. I think for everyone, COVID-19 made visible these inequities um, that have been existing since the first time colonizers came to this, this land. Um, and COVID-19 presented an opportunity along with the public murder of George Floyd for us to really talk about racism more explicitly. But we at the AMA really have been on this journey for the last couple of years. I mean, my position as well as the Center for Health Equity was created because of AMA policy that was put forward in the task force um, that was put forward that said that AMA needed to really more explicitly and intentionally figure out a pathway forward uh, for advancing equity. And so, you know, I'm now what, two years old at, at AMA per se. Um, and, you know, we've been working on the plan, I would say definitely for a little over a year and a half. Um, and it is good timing, honestly. You know, I think a, we were you know, during this time of COVID, we were prepared and ready to be able to respond in many different ways as it related to equity and respond to, you know, the advocacy space, respond to programmatic space, respond to uh, issues related to data um, in a way that we may not have been before. And so 
all of the, the context of this year just really offers, you know, a, a tremendous um, need and opportunity for us to push medicine, I think, in the way that we are with this plan. We've gotten a lot done in that two years. This is, you know, it's quite a plan. Um, and I think a big part of what you're bringing to the AMA is an understanding of how inequity is built into the healthcare system right now. Do you want to give us uh, just a little bit more background on your perspective there? Yes. So we, as, as you're saying, you know, we really can't progress in our equity work unless we really recognize the existence of especially structural racism, but other forms of oppression, such as sexism, um, homophobia, all of these, these forms that actually exist in healthcare. And so this is our, our honest effort to make sure that we are highlighting these systems of oppression and how they discriminate and really ultimately cause harm for our patients. Uh, and our goal is to make sure everyone um, is healthy. We're very clear that our health system, you know, does assign value and advantages some communities and disadvantage is others. That's that's what the data shows us. It shows us in, in COVID context and it showed us that um, uh, prior to COVID as well. Uh, and so, you know, there are many conditions that we know exist, um, not only within the healthcare system, but outside of the healthcare walls that really set up communities um, to not be able to, to have optimal health, access to care, transportation, education, wealth. Um, all of these we know are, are strong um, determinants of whether somebody will have good health or not. And so I think this plan really does is not only lay out, you know, beginnings of a framework of what we need to do within the healthcare system, but also how does healthcare system also impact these other drivers um, of health and health inequities. Understanding, you know, there's not full infrastructure available yet to do so, but that's what we want to move towards. But we need to at least have the vision to say, we as healthcare, we need to move more upstream and address, address these social and structural drivers of health and health inequities and the root causes of health inequities as well. Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. Well, let's take a little bit more into that. You mentioned, you know, there are a lot of forces outside the exam room uh, that are at play here. Why, why is it so important for physicians to understand and address those as well? Yes, you know, I, th I think about, you know, why I even do what I do. You know, I'm, I'm a pediatrician by training. Um, and when I was, when I finished my pediatric residency, I was pretty clear that I didn't want to stay kind of in the culture of medicine at that time pretty ethnocentric, and it still is to, to a large degree. But the, the bigger part of it, uh, of turn away for me, was I was always told that the social worker had to pay attention, you know, would take care of all of these other um, challenges that my patients were having. So, you know, as a pediatrician, if I'm trying to help a family kind of um, lose weight and become healthy and exercise, it doesn't make sense to just do weight checks every single week, but that's literally what I was told to do as a resident. It just, it didn't make sense. Um, and when I started to have conversations with people and just realize the realities of what they didn't have access to, you know, it being dangerous, you know, living in the neighborhoods that they were, so their kids couldn't run out and play, you know, all day long. Um, sometimes the elevators didn't work, you know, all these things 
you know, that exist in the patient's lives are really important for us to know, I think, as physicians. And so I think it's also just, it, it's a context and it's a narrative that we have to evolve beyond, you know, just this individual context of what creates health, but to understand health is created in, in a community um, and in a collective sense for every single one of us. But oftentimes it's made invisible or pushed invisible for communities who have been marginalized. So this is really saying we as physicians really need to pay attention to these other contexts that impact our health or impact our health, that's true, and impact the health of our patients as well. Really what you're saying is there are so many factors that are interconnected. Is there anything else that you'd like to you know, emphasize around the vision of this plan? Yeah, you know, our, our vision is, is exactly that. And I think it's an important vision, you know, in, in that we want a nation in which all people live in thriving communities uh, where resources are working well and systems are equitable and they don't create or exacerbate harm and that everyone has the power, the resources, the conditions and the opportunities to achieve optimal health. And then important to that, you know, we are a physician serving community as AMA is that all physicians are equipped with the consciousness the tools and the resources to really confront uh, inequities and advance health equity as well. Other part of your plan is that, you know, it starts with the AMA and you, I think you talk about kind of an inside out approach to that. Do you want to talk about how you're addressing that within the AMA itself? Right. So, you know, as, as many folks hear me say, you know, I don't think we can do equity work on the outside of the organization unless we focus on the inside. we got to Medscape published an article today, you know, cleaning inside your house per se. And so the, the inside approach is that our management team is about 1,100 people. We work on behalf of the physicians, uh, the membership, uh, 270,000 physicians. And so we execute on the policy. So it's really important that our teams have an understanding of even what equity means, you know, and how does it show up? What does racial injustice look like? And how do their own decisions actually impact um, uh, inequities that exist, exacerbate them, or actually work to improve and, and advance equity. So all of that has to be really clear. Um, and so that means we have to create space and, and have some education around what, how does race, power, privilege, all these things show up. We have to be able to have an accountability infrastructure, you know, to hold people accountable to do what it is that we say we're going to do. And then we need to also operationalize within the organization. So people need to have tools and data so that they can challenge their own mental models of how they go about their work on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's a really critical part of doing this work, uh, I think, as AMA. You know, we're going to be working as well, you know, with physician groups and, and historically minor, uh, marginalized and minoritized physician groups to build alliances and share power in different types of ways. You know, I already talked somewhat about moving upstream and pushing upstream. That That's with medical education. That's with education of um, physicians and continuing education through our ed hub. And then there are going to be opportunities as it relates to advocacy as well. How can we work to, to more address not just what happens in the healthcare system, but advocate for some of those social and structural drivers to improve health, whether it's education, transportation, housing, or anything like that. But it's a very exclusive environment um, and predominantly white men. And so we need to have opportunities and find ways to one, embed equity into the work that we're doing at ourselves at AMA, but also how do we work with others and get input from others? And then lastly, you know, our big strategy, I think, um, and, and really meaningful from my perspective, um, is how are we fostering pathways for truth, reconciliation, and healing for our past? And I think a lot of our work really falls under that umbrella as we move forward, but being very um, intentional about 
really naming the harm. So we had our apology in 2008 by Ron Davis for the exclusion of black physicians. But there are a lot of other um, realities as far as like the Flexner report that recommended the shutting down of five of the seven black schools and all of the women's schools. You know, what do we do with that? How do we really understand fully the costs um, of, that, of that harm, both quantitatively and qualitatively? And then what do we do to repair that? And so that's a, a big body of work that's going to be important to move forward. I think with anybody who's doing equity across the country, we do see that movement as well. And we do see that door open um, at the federal level with this current administration, at least. Well, this is an, uh, uh, an important and impressive step. And uh, thank you to you and the team at the Center for Health Equity at the AMA uh, for producing what is a very comprehensive and important document. Uh, for uh, those out there that would like to take a look at the complete plan, you can download it at ama-assn.org slash equity plan. And I'd encourage you to do that. Dr. Maybeck, thank you again for being with us here today and uh, for all your perspective. Uh, that's it for today's COVID-19 update. We'll be back with another segment shortly. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for joining us. Please take care. This content was originally published as part of the AMA's COVID-19 daily video updates. Find the latest at ama-assn.org slash COVID update. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.